Welcome to Inspire on the Go. This season, we are featuring stories of transformation. Each person has a story, and we want to celebrate what God is doing in the lives of others. As you listen to today's episode, I encourage you to think about your story. How is God working in your life? I promise you, He is on the move. Grab your cup of coffee and enjoy this episode of Inspire on the Go. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. I am so excited to come to you today live from our Arkansas Baptist State Convention. And boy, do I have a treat for you, my sweet friend. And I know many of you know her or will know her work. Linda Gray is joining us. You're with the International Mission Board and you are in Arkansas. Yes, I am. Live and in person. (laughs) And Linda, just from the very beginning, we're going to let you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, but you have been serving four years in Ukraine, and that's actually where we met Mm -hmm. on the field in Ukraine, uh, in Kharkov, and so immediately that's going to grab our listeners' attention because of everything that's going on in Ukraine. So tell us a couple of things. One, who you are, what you do, and then a little bit about, you know, current events, what's going on right now. Well, I was sent out by a church in Sherwood, Arkansas, Bering Cross, uh, to go to seminary first, and landed in landed in March of 1999 in Ukraine. Served there almost 23 years before we had to evacuate, and 18 of those years were spent in the city of Kharkiv, that's very near to the Russian border. Yes, um, it is home for me. And I would be back there in a moment if I could be at this point. Um, But as far as current events, my city is bombed every day. Uh, Not a lot, but it's the kind of stuff where you never know where it's going to go. Right. And and the people that are still there, there's somewhere around 800,000 people still in the city. And they are living with, uh, with air raid sirens going off through the middle, through the night. all that long so there's not a lot of rest for the body and not a lot of rest for the spirit right Uh, right. but the churches are extremely busy all over the country meeting the needs that they can meet and there's a lot of organizations helping with that that's great i know it was hard for you to leave because those are your people (laughs) and that is your place but talk talk to us about the days just leading up to your evacuation what was that like well, we didn't know it was going to happen. Uh, I had just gotten back to my city four days before IMB said you are leaving, mm. and this we left in the at the end of January, before a month before the war started. Um, I can honestly say there wasn't one of us in all of Ukraine that wanted to leave at that point. And hindsight's always great, sure. You know, but we we all had contingency plans if something. Should happen, we knew exactly where we were going, how we were going to meet up. But it was the IMB's choice to move us out. And we spent several days traveling across country. It's, it's a country as large as Texas. And so it was a long journey and a journey that was hurtful uh, to our hearts. But we in Kharkiv had three hours mm-hmm. to decide what we were going to take with us. So I packed for three weeks because... <laughs> I was going back. Right, right, (laughs) right. It didn't happen, uh, but every one of our personnel is now serving somewhere. Some, I've been officially transferred to uh, Bucharest with my team from Kharkiv, um, and my work is to work with, with Ukrainian refugees. Isn't God good? I mean, in his plan, 
he, it looks different than probably what you would have picked. Absolutely but he different. Make, he's a way maker. <laughs> And I just wonder about the needs within those people who are refugees, uh, where you are, Ukrainian refugees, like they're maybe, are they more attentive to the gospel or to hope because of what's going on? Do you find that their heart, their heart is hardened or softened or is it just uh, depending upon each individual? A lot depends on what they had to experience before they crossed the border. Uh, Some of them, especially the first month of the war when there were so many atrocities taking place in parts of the country, um, they, they saw things they never should have had to see and experienced losses that they should, should have never had to experience. And so we, Romania is pretty much a transition country. They've had a, close to a million refugees come through, but only about 80,000 in the country. Uh, and there are believers ministering to that 80,000 in different different places throughout the country. Uh, and and there are, we're, we're geared more to listening than anything else because they need to know there's a place where they can share what's on their heart. Uh, but my hope is when I go back, I've only been in the country since March and and really have absolutely no idea what ministry's gonna look like in the future, right. except that the people God has already given me, Ukrainians and Romanians both, uh, the women that I've already met, I want to get them in Bible study. Yes. And yes. some of them are believers, some are not. Yes. Uh, and just to see how God uses that to plant seeds or hopefully to bring them to a place of repentance Amen. And, Amen. and trust in Christ. And we are praying, uh, have been praying, we'll continue to pray towards that end. Okay, so take us back and tell us a little bit about your story, um, your growing up years, how you met the Lord, you know, just a, a thumbnail look at. Well, Linda I'm Gray. old, so it's a long story, <laughs> but uh, God has been good. He's been faithful. Um, I, I had a very loving family, but a very, uh, not a very safe family in some ways. So I experienced some things as a child, not, not through my immediate family, but through extended family that never should have had had to go through uh, that transformed, changed my life yeah. for almost 50 years. Um, but but God was faithful. We were raised in church, but we were raised in a church where salvation was not so much talked about as Jesus. Uh, and if you're a member of the church and you go through these steps, then you're okay. Right. So right. when I got out of college, after being an alcoholic for four years in college, mm. I went and started teaching in a small school, um, and I didn't want anything to do with church because I didn't want to have to get up on Sunday morning. And my students, I was a coach, many, most of my students were believers and talked to me openly about my need for Jesus, and I just told them I had enough. But God gave me really good friends my own age that were strong believers, and through some events that were very hurtful and hard, uh, I came to a place where I just said, okay, if what my friends are telling me is true, uh, I'm going to follow you. I, it was more out of desperation than desire, um, but I, I have absolutely no doubt that at that moment I was saved. Yes, yes. And, and the years from that time at 22 until uh, probably 42, I, there were ups and downs. I spent five years as an alcoholic, uh, drinking every day, but God didn't let go. Yes, yes. And uh, I came to a place through experiencing God 
where I knew he loved me. Yes. But I was 42 years old when that happened. Yes. Yes. And and I look back at that and I see how many Ukrainians and Romanians and people all over the world follow all the all the steps but never receive that love mm. because for my in my case it was he can love everybody else but I know what I've done he right. can't possibly love me yeah it's such a lie from the enemy yes it is but he did yes and he brought me to a place of just trusting that that was true yes so I want you to speak into the life of a woman listening right now who is in that place where she believes she's not lovable because of all of the things in her past, whether that's something that she did or something that has happened to her, uh, just, you know, just the sin of living in a fallen world, what would be your encouragement to her right now? Step off the cliff into his hands. When I made that, it was a conscious decision I made sitting in my kitchen. I remember it exactly where I was by myself, but I was at a place where, where I was I was going to believe that he loved me, mm-hmm. and it was the idea it, in my heart. It was if 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 I step off this cliff and he's not there, I'm done. Right, I, I will be destroyed. Yeah. But I can I can honestly say the moment that I made that decision. Yes, his love enveloped me, and and it's never changed. Yes, and yes. I've I mean I've changed, and I've not always been exactly who I'm supposed to be, but I have never questioned that love. Yes, yes, yes. Since then. I love that. And it, and it is difficult, especially yeah. if you've been broken, especially if you have people in your past that you should have been able to trust that broke that trust. Yes. God will never break it. That's right. He is faithful and true. Yes, he is. And even the last nine months, I've been angry with God because the plans I had to finish out my life, if possible, in Ukraine are not coming to pass. But I, I know he's been right alongside of me. Yes. And yes. Uh, he, is, he has understood that. I'm, I'm not angry. At, I, it's not that I don't trust him, because I still do. I just don't like it. Yes, yes, yeah. And there is that tug of war within our hearts, you know, uh, our plans versus his plans, our perspective versus his perspective, you know, and it is a process of surrender. Surrender is a process for me anyway. Trust is a process. It is a journey. Uh, We do that at Salvation, but it's an ongoing sanctification walk. And that sounds like where he has you, not only probably historically, but even in this moment right now. Yes, it is. But every time I get to a really difficult place, he brings he causes something to happen that just reminds me he's still using me yes yes and and he's still got a plan that that's been my life first for many years yeah. he has a plan for my yes. life yes yes for for my good but also for his glory that's right and that's, that's the ultimate right. uh, i want to honor him Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, you shared about some challenging seasons. Share about a time whenever the Lord called you to step out in faith. And I, I know there's, as, as an IMB missionary, there are many because that is a faith journey, a faith adventure. Uh, it may be one that stands out as uh, this kind of poignant moment in your life. Well, uh, probably the, the one that comes to mind most often when I think of that is in 2014 when the war started in in eastern Ukraine. I was the only IMB missionary in my city, uh, but I'd been there a long time and knew, had had lots of connections with Ukrainians. 
Uh, and I had I had a couple of days because I lived right by the square where all the demonstrations were happening and everything. Uh, and I had a few days where I was questioning whether I was supposed to be there. And then I had a couple of nights where I would say it was even even an attack by mm -hmm. the enemy of fear that yes. I've never experienced before and hopefully never will again. Uh, and so the next day, as I was talking to my team leader in another city, he said, just come on, come on to the, stay with us until this is over. And I started to do that. And as I walked back to my apartment while I was talking to him, the Lord just said, you're right where I want you to be. And he filled me with a peace at that moment that lasted until the day I had to leave <laughs> Ukraine. Uh, and, and that was just, you know, God was able to use me to connect people for humanitarian yes. aid and do ministry that I never could have done from somewhere else. Yes, yes. And I was so glad I stayed. Yes, yes. And just to give you an example, I was sitting in my living room having a, a meeting, an English meeting, had all the drapes drawn and everything, and, and I heard these loud booms. And I thought, okay, the war started. Right. You know, this is 2014. And I opened the the drapes and it was a thunderstorm oh wow but but I just you know have always realized that I wasn't afraid right it was just it is this is it this is it here and it is. if it is then he's here right right wow you know and so this has been that's a good point for our listeners to know that this war has been a long-standing threat that it's been a journey for you for the Ukrainian people and you know that does change our perspective because it's not like it just popped up right. you know it, one day and it surprised you it has been a looming threat and I think for us as believers we have to know how to navigate fear we have to know how to navigate those you know uh, threats that come from living in a fallen world and you went to the Lord and you found that peace and mm -hmm. and, the, and his faithfulness sustained you and so thank you for sharing that I know that's going to encourage somebody so tell us what God's doing in your life right now you've kind of alluded to that it sounds like there's all all kinds of exciting things that are happening uh, but what's going on right now well I'm on my stateside came in September and we'll, we'll go back in mid-December people keep asking me well what do you what will you do when you get back and I just have to honestly say I, ha I have no idea right right um, I, I have connected with some Romanian women who are whose husbands are pastors that really want to see women's ministry grow and, and even though I'm focused on Ukrainians, you know, I, I'm ready. That's on my heart, too. Yes. So, so I think that from my perspective, that will happen in the future. Um, but finding a place I plug in with Ukrainian refugees to give them hope. Yes. And to give them somebody that speaks Russian, even if it's not real pretty. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but can listen to them and pray with them in their own language. Uh, and just be there. Yes. We did that on the border uh, this summer, and it was amazing how much difference it made when somebody heard their yes. own language and when we gathered with them, whether they were believers or not, yes. and just yes. prayed. And I want to, you know, Linda, I forgot to mention that you and I, you know, met. I think I did mention that in uh, your city. But I want to just say a word about our IMB and uh, International Mission Board and the work of the International Mission Board across this world. And for those of 
you listening who maybe are not familiar with the IMB, uh, it is our sending agency for cooperative mission work, but also just to give you context, the things that we do here in our churches and in our communities and in our homes, you're doing across the world, maybe in a different, certainly in a different context, maybe in a different way, but the the end goal is the same for people to come to faith in Jesus Christ, for uh, people to grow in their love relationship with Jesus Christ, and then for them to share, you know, Mm -hmm. the gospel message. And so thank you for doing that. And just know, friends, that we can be praying. There's so many ways to partner with our IMB uh, personnel, Linda. Uh, We can pray, we can give, we can go. Uh, But one thing right now that I really want to point out is the opportunity to pray for you in this season of change, this season of unknown uncertainty. God knows, and so you're walking by faith. But tell our listeners how they can connect with you, uh, maybe to get on your prayer list, how they can know what's going on. Well, I, I am on Facebook, okay. so if you're interested in being, we've, we've got a closed per, a group for our team on Facebook, uh, just Linda Gray, G-R-A-Y. We'll put that in the show notes so they can and, connect with uh, that. And I'll share with you my email address yes. if you don't, that you can put yes. somewhere. That's right. That's right. Uh, rather yes. than putting it, it everywhere. But, but right. you're, anybody's free to, to just write me and say, you don't know me, but I would love to receive your prayer letters. Yes, yes. Uh, because I'm I'm only able to do what I do because I know people are praying. Yes, yeah. and and something, Andrew, if we've got just a second, my heart is really burdened for the American church. Yes, yes, yeah. and and I I mean God gave me a vision to go, and I'm so thankful He sent me, and I'm so blessed to be part of IMB and and the support that we have through not just IMB, but churches all over the country. But but go to your neighbor first. Yes, yes. And, yeah. and be concerned for your neighbor. Yes. And then let that concern grow. That's right. For, for your city, for your state, for the world. Yes. Because yes. Uh, every time I come back to the states, I feel less spiritual freedom. Mm. And, and more spiritual oppression yeah. uh, it, that I it, 20 years ago wasn't here. Yes, yeah. And that's a good word for us who are here uh, because we need to make sure and engage in the spiritual warfare and the spiritual battles and the spiritual moments that are happening on the daily, which is what we're uh, talking about this year on Inspire on the Go uh, and our theme, which is stories of hope, to know that you have a story, uh, that through Jesus it is a story of hope, and that we have a a calling to share that story. And so thank you for bringing that in. That happens right here in our churches and in our communities and in our homes. So Linda, we always finish with one question and I can't wait to hear your answer on this one. Tell us, Linda, what inspires you? I am, I'm inspired when God gives me that person that was unexpected to, to communicate with. Uh, if I can share just a very sure, quick. absolutely. I was walking my dog, Chewy, who is my evangelist, um, <laughs> in front of my apartment building one evening, and three little kids ran up and asked if they could pet my dog. And, and I said, sure, because he's really good with kids. And as they started petting him, one of the mothers of those chil- of one of those child children came up, and, and I, I told her, I said, I'm sorry, I don't speak Romanian. I do speak English or Russian. And she started talking to me in Russian. And we, we talked, and I found out that she actually had lived 
less than a kilometer from my apartment in Harkiv, is not a believer, is there with her daughter who's, who's four years old, but connected with a Romanian believer, a young lady, who lives another block, both of them live about a block away from me. And, and so through the summer when I was able, we would go to the park, the kids would walk the dog, and we'd sit and talk. And those are some of the ladies I hope to have Bible study with when I go That's back. Great. But but God has done that on numerous occasions, and it may not be a long-term thing, it may just be for a moment, but every time that happens, it lets me know he's not finished yet. That's right, that's right. And, and it's not that I'm striving, I'm just living. Yes, yes. And, and so I'm, I'm thankful for that, but I know those moments also come because people have been praying That's and good. asking for it. Yes, and so as you think about your journey, uh, as you're listening to this, I encourage you, and Linda would encourage you to look for those moments. Look for those moments where God is working, God is moving, and then walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you, Amen. Linda Gray, for who you are, for how you're serving, and for your willingness for, to join us today on the Inspire podcast. Thanks, Andrea. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full, free, abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go.